Good evening. Welcome to Sunday night prayer meeting. I'm Brother Don Cullen. It's my privilege to uh, be sharing the word with you tonight. So I'm just going to share a relatively brief word by my standards. Uh, it will be. <laughs> uh, as relates to prayer. Um, so a quick word of prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this evening, Father. Thank you so much that your church can be called a house of prayer for all nations, O oh God. We thank you for that privilege, Father. We thank you that we can pray tonight and seek your face, O oh God, for your intervention on behalf of those here and those elsewhere, Lord, for their healing and their salvation. Lord, help this word to be uh, an encouragement to the faith of those listening. In the name of Jesus, amen. So uh, Brother Brian asked me this morning if I would share a message tonight, a brief message about prayer, and I said, sure, on faith, <laughs> believing God is Jehovah Jireh. And uh, so I thought about it as I drove home, and uh, this is what came to mind. And it's actually, fortunately, I had done some study on this topic before, so that helped me out a lot today. It gave me a chance to go cut grass for a couple hours while I thought about the word. And then I came home and I got into, I gave myself about two, two and a half hours to get the word ready, which is very short by my normal standards. But anyway, in the middle of my typing away at my message, I, uh, I awoke. <laughs> and I looked down at the, at the typing page and there was four or five pages of the last letter I had typed, which was, uh, I think it was a zero. <laughs> so it was four or five pages of zeros. And then I had to backtrack all those and... I picked up and I felt refreshed, so thank the Lord for that little nap. Um, so we spend a fair amount of time on prayer night praying for people's illnesses, diseases, sicknesses, injuries, people inside the church and outside the church. We, why, do we, why do we pray for people to recover from illness, disease, and injury? We pray because we believe, at some level, that God is a healing God who can intervene on behalf of people and to deliver saved people who have a relationship with him from their afflictions, but also to show himself real to people that are not saved, that we may witness to. Fundamentally, we believe he's a God who cares about people. And where do we get this idea from? Where do we get this idea from? I imagine we get this notion from the Bible. If the Bible did not say that about God, I do not know where I would get that idea. And for instance, before I knew Christ, I believed in God, but I was a bit of what I guess theologically I would call I was, a, I was a deist. I believed that there was a God, but he was very uninvolved in the world today. He was, I always pictured God as sitting on a white throne, you know, a guy with white hair and a white beard, very distant from mankind. But once I heard that, that God is a personal God who actually cares about each individual person through Jesus Christ, and he wants to be my Lord and my master and have a relationship with me, uh, I heard the news of the gospel. That changed everything for me. So my notion that God cares about people and their situation came from the Bible. So if our notion that God cares about people and quite often desires to help them in a physical way with healing, if that came from the Bible, then it is to the Bible that I want to go tonight to encourage myself and others regarding faith in God's ability to heal. The Bible says in Romans 10, 10 17, you know the scripture by heart, so then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. The NIV says, consequently, faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is heard through the word about Christ. 
Now, specifically, that verse is about hearing the gospel. But the, the gospel of Christ is a gospel of forgiveness and healing of our souls, but also Jesus' ministry was threefold, right? Let's turn to the first scripture tonight, Matthew 4.23. Let's go there. Jesus had a threefold ministry on this earth. The Bible says that. The three primary things that Jesus did. Matthew 4.23. And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease among the people. All kinds. Then it says, then his fame went throughout all Assyria, and they brought to him all sick people who were afflicted with various diseases and torment, torments, and those who were demon-possessed, epileptics and paralytics, and he healed them. So part of the gospel is preaching the gospel, part of it is teaching and making disciples of people, and part of it is healing. If we want to see the answer to our prayer of faith for God to heal people, even for God to give out so that's one thing, see God heal people, but we also want to see God give out the gift of healing in the church to the right vessels. If we want to see that happen, we need to go to the Word of God. In, in the Bible, we find God's Word about healing. And as we read and study and meditate on God's Word, this is where faith is born and where it's built and where we learn to employ our faith to see healings take place. So tonight, this is a good night, by the way, if you have a piece of paper with you, I would say a piece of paper or even a spare inside flap of your Bible that's blank. What I will share with you tonight are the verses throughout the Bible about healing. And I'm not going to spend a lot of time on each verse, but I'm going to cover a lot of scriptures. And I even organize these for the, for the listener's convenience pretty much starting in the beginning and going through the Bible so that you don't have to flip back and forth. That was where a lot of my effort... I already had a document that I've been building for some time called the Healing Verses of the Bible. So whenever I encounter a healing verse in the Bible in any shape or form, I write it into this document whenever I find it. So I'm going to share that with you tonight. Why am I doing that? Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Maybe just one of these scriptures you can meditate on and it will build your faith and that will result in a healing for either you or someone you love. It's going to start with the Word of God. We want to see faith like the grain of a mustard seed. I love how Jesus chose a mustard seed, right? He didn't say faith like a mountain or faith like the deep blue sea. He said faith like a mustard seed. You know, Brother Brian recently talked about God's people are a people of faith a people that have a relationship with God. You know, Israel was known to be a people that had a relationship with God, but the Bible says not all of Israel had a relationship with God. Today, many people call themselves Christians in the world. Probably maybe billions of people, a couple billion, a billion, whatever, over a billion. But not all of them are truly Christians. They don't all have a relationship with, with God. But God has always had healing in his hand for his people, whether it's the Old or the New Testament. Sometimes we think of uh, healing so much in the context of the New Testament. But, you know, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, the Bible says. And we can think of examples in the Old Testament where God healed people. I'm not going to have you go to all these tonight. I, I, I scrounged around with 12 examples here. But throughout the Old Testament, uh, God healed people. 
For instance, I'm just going to give you the, the rough areas. Genesis, in Genesis 20, Abraham prayed to God and God healed Abimelech, his wife and his slave girls, so that they could have children. For God had closed their wombs. In Numbers 12, God inflicted Miriam with leprosy, right? And Moses interceded for her saying, oh God, please heal her. And apparently God healed her. Uh, remember when Hannah prayed for a child and, and uh, she went to God and, and she was healed. Uh, King Jeroboam pointed his hand in judgment at an unnamed prophet and it shriveled up. The prophet interceded for Jeroboam and his hand was restored. Elijah raised a widow's son from death. Remember that? Elisha granted a child to the formerly barren Shunammite woman. Then that Shunammite son died and Elisha raised him from the dead. Remember Naaman the leper? Commander of the king king of, uh, of Aram's army? He was healed of leprosy. A dead man was thrown into Elisha's tomb and touched his bones and he was healed. Hezekiah, remember when Hezekiah contracted an illness and he prayed for healing and God gave him 15 more years. Even Job, good old Job, after a a serious bout with illness, he prayed for the forgiveness of his friends and he was personally healed. And lastly, another example would be, remember Nebuchadnezzar, the emperor, He went crazy for seven years. And he looked to heaven and he was healed of insanity. All of those healings were preceded by the nature and character of God. And he made, and that same God that was in his nature to heal people, all those promises are in his word. So that's what I've been assembling is in this document. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So I want to, in assembling this document, I want to build up my faith first, to believe God, because I believe faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And I want to build you up with it tonight. Let's go first. We're going to go right chronologically through. We're mostly going to read some scriptures, but these are the scriptures I encourage you to write down and meditate on. Exodus chapter 15, verse 25. If you could go there with me. Exodus 15, verse 25 and 26. I could hear your pages turning. Now, this is Moses. Moses here, the people had just been complaining, and some issues came out of the complaining. In Exodus 15, 25, it says, So he cried out to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree. When he cast it into the waters, the waters were made sweet. There he made a statute and an ordinance for them, and there he tested them. And said, if you diligently hear the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes, I will put none of the diseases on you which I have brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. And that's the verse where we get the word Jehovah Rapha, 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 Jehovah the Lord who heals you. And of course that verse ends with one of the names of God. And the tree here is symbolic of the cross, obviously, right? It's symbolic of the cross and what was prophesied regarding Jesus' death on the tree, for by his stripes we are healed. In the the New Testament, in 1 Corinthians, it says, now all these things happened to them as examples, and they were written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the ages have come. So this example in the Old Testament of God healing 
is for who? It's for our admonition upon whom the ends of the ages have come. So that example of healing in Exodus is for us. Now let's go a little bit forward. Let's go to Exodus, or is it backwards? Exodus, yeah, Exodus 23, 25. Write this one down if you could. These are all verses about God's consistency about healing in the Scriptures with a heavy emphasis on the Old Testament, believe it or not. Exodus 23, 25. So you shall serve the Lord your God, and he will bless your bread and your water. How many of you have had your bread and your water blessed by the Lord? I have. I've had God bless my bread and my water. And I will take sickness away from the midst of you. No one shall suffer miscarriage or be barren in your land. I will fulfill the number of your days. That's a promise from God. Now, interestingly here, it says, notice it says, we have a number of days. You know, that's a fact. We have a number of days. We individually do not know what the number of days are. We don't know what, when our time is going to come up. But we have a number of days. And sometimes, something like sickness or illness or injury can come up that will prevent us from reaching the number of days that God intends for us. And it says here, I will fulfill the number of your days. The Lord will help us live to the maximum point that he wants us to live with his healing help. I really believe that. Let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 12. This is the God we serve. These are his promises. These are his words. I want to go to prayer tonight on the basis of the scriptures. Deuteronomy 7, 12. Just the next couple books forward. Deuteronomy 7.12 says, Then it shall come to pass, because you listen to these judgments and keep and do them, that the Lord your God will keep you with the covenant and the mercy which he swore to your fathers. And verse 15, jump down to verse 15, And the Lord will take away from you all sickness and will afflict you with none of the terrible diseases of Egypt which you have known but will lay them on all those who hate you. You know, think about the diseases, first of all, in the natural that God saves us from, just by obeying Jesus, right? If, if you never take your first drink, you will never be an alcoholic. If you never take your first drug, you will never be a drug addict. If you don't engage in promiscuous sex outside of marriage, you will never have a sexually transmitted disease. I mean, these are all things that are the, are the sins of Egypt, right? The curses of Egypt. But if for some reason we got something from the world at large, for whatever reason, no fault of our own, the Bible promises here that he will heal us of those diseases. Let's go to Deuteronomy 32, 39. I just want to hit you with a lot of scriptures here before we get into prayer. Deuteronomy 32, 39. Now see that I, even I, am he, and there is no God beside me. I kill and I make alive. I wound and I heal. Nor is there anyone who can deliver from my hand. So here again, the Lord, he wounds. Sometimes he has to deal with us as, as a good father. And sometimes he can heal us. Praise God. Let's go forward to Psalm 41.1. Again, I just want to give you this inventory of scriptures from all different places in the Bible that talk about God's healing power. Psalms 41.1. Here's a wonderful promise. You know how we have a promise if you honor your father and mother that you're going to have long days on the earth, 
right? That's a beautiful promise. Here's a promise to those who help poor people, who help the poor. I want this promise in my court. I want this in my column. Psalms 41, verse 1. Blessed is he who considers the poor. The Lord will deliver him in time of trouble. The Lord will preserve him and keep him alive, and he will be blessed on the earth. You will not deliver him to the will of his enemies. The Lord will strengthen him on his bed of illness. You will sustain him on the sickbed. I want to be on my bed of illness someday and have that promise working for me in my life. The Lord sustaining me on my sickbed. So if you're helping someone who's poorer than you, that promise is reserved for you. Praise God. Claim that promise. Hallelujah. Remind the Lord of that promise. Psalm 79, verse 11. We're staying in the Psalms. Psalm 79, 11. Let the groaning of the prisoner come before you, before you according to the greatness of your power. Preserve those who are appointed to die. You know, sometimes we think we're on our deathbed. Maybe you're someone tonight, you might be thinking of someone who's on their deathbed. The Bible says here that we can pray that God would preserve those who, seeming, or who are seemingly having an appointment with death. Preserve those who are appointed to die. Let's pray for that tonight. I have someone in mind that I want to pray for who's appointed to die. Psalms 102, verse 1. We're staying in Psalms. Psalm 102, verse 1. Lord, hear my prayer. Listen to my plea. Don't turn away from me. In my time of distress, bend down to listen and answer me quickly when I call to you. There's someone in need there in a time of distress. Certainly that sickness can give, put you in distress. Let's go to Psalm 103, verse 1. You all are very familiar with this verse. Psalm 103, verse 1. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your iniquities, thank God. Who heals all your diseases. Who heals all your diseases. Who redeems your life from destruction. Praise God. Turn forward a little bit more to Psalms 105, verse 37. These are all promises from God's Word. So thankful for them. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Psalms 105, 37. He also brought them out with silver and gold, speaking of Israel, and there was none feeble among his tribes. God can keep us from being feeble by his grace and mercy, his healing power. Go to Psalms 116, verse 1. Notice how so many of these Psalms begin with God's healing touch. That was very dear to David's heart. Psalms 116.1, I love the Lord because he has heard my voice and my supplications, because he has inclined his ear to me. Therefore, I will call upon him as long as I live. The pains of death surrounded me, and the pangs of Sheol lay hold on me. I found trouble and sorrow. Then I called upon the name of the Lord. O Lord, I implore you, deliver my soul. Gracious is the Lord and righteous. Yes, our God is merciful. The Lord preserves the simple. I was brought low, and he saved me. Return to your rest, O my soul, for the Lord has dealt bountifully with you. Praise God. Psalms 118. I know I'm just going through scriptures here, but write them down. These are good ones to meditate. 
there's a time in our lives when we're all going to have pain and sickness and distress, and we want to be able to open the flap of our Bible and say, I'm going to meditate on the word of the Lord and build my faith up. Psalms 118, verse 5. In my distress, I prayed to the Lord, and the Lord answered and set me free. The Lord is for me, so I will have no fear. What can mere people do to me? Yes, the Lord is for me. He will help me. I will look at triumph at those who hate me. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in people. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in princes. You know, in our society today, this is no offense to medical people at all, but in our, in our society today, medical people are like princes. And I mean that in the sense of they are held in high regard, rightfully so, earned. They are very well paid, generally speaking. But they're like princes in our society. And I thank God for those princes. I thank God for medical people in our society. Thank God for them. But you know, even getting the best medical care in the world, it is better to trust in the Lord than to trust in princes. The Lord is still better than the best of the princes of medical care today, though I thank God for them, if you can follow my dichotomy there. They can only do so much. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in princes. Praise God. Let's go to Isaiah 53. I'm almost finished up here. Isaiah 53. You're all familiar with this one. Verse 4. Famous one from the scriptures. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed, esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. And you know that word healed there in the original? It means healed. It, mean, it primarily means healer, physician of men, to be healed, literally that. It literally, if you drill down to it, it means, in the Jesenia says, to sew together or mend. The Lord is our sew-together-er and our mender. Praise God. He heals our spirits, he heals our souls, but he also heals our physical bodies through the cross. And we know that for a fact because, let's go to Matthew 8, 16. Sometimes people like to take that in a little bit too much of a spiritual way only, but the Bible literally says that what that means is healing our physical bodies. Let me show you that in the New Testament. Matthew 8, 16. This verse is quoted in this context in Matthew 8.16. Let's go there. And this is going to be the last verse. I can hit you with many more verses. Maybe there'll be one more after this. And then we're going to get to prayer. I don't want to hold you up all night. But I did want to give you some food for thought. Matthew 8.16. When evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirits with a word, and he healed all who were sick that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, he himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. Quoting Isaiah there. So clearly the context of the healing that Jesus provides is the context in, in Isaiah is the healing of our physical bodies. Amen? And let's go to one more verse, Acts 10.38. This is for us today. Jesus is our example. You know, in, in the book of James, it says, call for the elders of the church to pray and anoint you with oil. And the prayer of the righteous man, it will have a great effect. We know that, that that banner was passed to the church. And that church age is still going on today. 
Let's go to Acts 10.38. It says, God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. By the way, saints, what, what were we promised? We were promised the Holy Ghost and power as well. Jesus had the Holy Ghost and with power. He went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Praise God. And let me read you one more scripture. You don't got to turn there. Matthew 6, 16, 17. This, this God of healing, Jehovah Rapha, from the Old Testament, who had all these promises, it continues right into the New Testament. It continues right into the gospel, and it's part of the gospel message. In Mark 16, 17, it says, And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. If they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. So this is our... This is the God of the Old Testament is the God of the New Testament. He had healing in the Old Testament. He has healing for us today. It's part of our commission to do the works that Jesus did, but on a larger scale. So I want to encourage you tonight, folks, as we come up and seek the Lord for some private prayer first, I pray that you would pray for those that you know of who are sick right now. I, pray, I, pray, I encourage you to pray for the gift of healing for yourselves, that that would be a, a tool that God would hand out to the church, that the people would have the authority and power of the Holy Spirit to lay hands on the sick and recover. Seek that gift from the Lord. I, I'm seeking it. I don't know if I'm the right vessel for it or not, but I'm asking God. I'm asking God for that in prayer. So let's do that first. And then we'll get to the cards and, and we'll get praying for the specific requests. Okay? Thank you very much.